What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today we're going to be talking about the Family Leadership Summit and how Tucker Carlson wrecked two evangelicals that were running for president, Mike Pence and Asa Hutchinson. And we're going to talk about how this will impact the evangelical vote. We're going to talk about how uh, who performed well at the Family Leadership Summit which is the most influential Christian political conference in the United States. And it was a big deal that Trump decided to skip it. I would argue it was a blunder, uh, especially since he would have had the opportunity to get interviewed by Tucker Carlson in front of a live audience. This was the biggest family leadership summit yet, and it made a lot of viral clips. We're going to discuss some of them. We're also going to say who did worst to best and going to provide some commentary on how this will impact the all-important evangelical voting block. But first, I want to let you know Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. You can support us over at evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join. Uh, that's linked in the description below. That gives you more access to more content. And uh, we also have a free Evangelical Dark Web newsletter. But the least you can do is like this video, subscribe to the channel or podcast if you are new. So with that said, I want to check out the article that I wrote at Evangelical Dark Web. This is just a launching pad as we're going to talk about uh, the broader issue of the candidates. I am going to go from worst to best. Uh, and that is Mike Pence is the worst. Now, conventional wisdom might rank H Asa Hutchinson's performance below Mike Pence's, but Pence had more to lose. Uh, more to lose. He had a lot of support to lose, or not a lot of support to lose, but in comparison to Asa Hutchinson, he had a lot of support to lose. And Pence did himself no favors. Pence argued that Ukraine was not persecuting Orthodox Christians for opposing having, uh, for having a different opinion on the war, claiming to have taken the word of an influential Ukrainian Orthodox leader. This was this received the first and most boos of the day in an Iowa nice crowd. And that's saying something as Pence was preceded by Asa Hutchinson, who would, you know, we're going to talk about Asa Hutchinson's performance in a, in a moment, but you, that is saying something that Asa Hutchinson had a poor performance, did not get booed. Mike Pence got booed and he got booed for an inconsistent position because Mike Pence you know, claims to be like the ERLC guy. I support religious liberty, except for Christians, because you vetoed uh, Rifra as governor of Indiana. So he's already bad on this issue, uh, and his hypocrisy on this issue was exposed furthermore by Tucker Carlson. And we're going to watch the clip that he had on Ukraine, which was probably the most uh, uh, Vice damning to his campaign. I know you're running for president. You are, distra you. You are distressed notice. that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Yeah. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. Okay. And it's visible. 
Our economy has degraded, the suicide rate has jumped, public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased, and yet your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. I'm running for president of the United States because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. I think Joe Biden has weakened America at home and abroad. Vice President, have you... So that is our first clip, and that became a meme. Mike Pence became a meme by saying that's not my concern because he couldn't say that, hey, that's a false dichotomy, even though it's not really a false dichotomy because... Uh, it's a, you know, time is a zero sum game. You can't, you can't really spend time focusing on two issues at once in politics. Uh, that's why delegation's important. That's, you know, that's also why you see Congress only, you know, they work on one bill at a time, you know? So, uh, the idea that we can walk and chew gum at the same time, which is what Mike Pence is late. He later says that phrase, definitely a myth, uh, because, uh, as you can see, America is focusing on Ukraine's border and not its own border. So, it's not a false dichotomy, as Mike Pence clumsily tries to argue. But, nonetheless, he talked about American cities and the state of American cities not being his concern. And that did not go over well. He, got, he became a meme for this, and much deserved this was definitely one of the lowest moments in the uh, entire forum, courtesy of Mike Pence. So uh, Tucker Carlson did also rescue Mike Pence when he said that people died on January 6th by getting Pence to recognize Ashley Babbitt. But Pence maintained that he feared for his life on that day. Uh, and again, anyone who feared, who was afraid for their life on January 6th, should not be president of the United States. Uh, Pence performed poorly given his capabilities and the support he stood to lose. Again, you got to recognize Mike Pence owned Kamala Harris in that vice presidential debate. I didn't watch his debate with Tim Kaine, but I've actually heard he did decently in that. But Mike Pence, I believe, has a radio background, if I'm if not mistaken. Uh, so he should be better at this kind of forum, but he just got eviscerated by Tucker Carlson. So next we're going to talk about Asa Hutchinson. Now, I don't like Asa Hutchinson. You probably know that because Asa Hutchinson, uh, you know, is pro-groomer and claims to be a Christian. And I don't abide in that. So Asa Hutchinson was another candidate who performed poorly but had very little support going in. Hutchinson was grilled on his veto of, oppo of legislation opposing transgendering children. Asa Hutchinson defended his actions by stating that the bill went too far and infringed on parental rights. He also erroneously argued that puberty blockers and hormone replacement therapy were, rever were reversible and used this standard to delineate and argue that surgeries should be illegal. So the surgeries should be illegal, but everything that precedes the surgery, according to this treatment plan, should be legal, is Asa Hutchinson logic. Asa Hutchinson referred to this as not a real issue when he said he couldn't wait to talk about real issues. 
So, and Tucker Carlson got the biggest applause in the interview when he asked Asa Hutchinson uh, whether Asa Hutchinson was jabbed, and then Tucker Carlson said that he was not. That might have got that got some of the biggest applause lines uh, of the entire event. Uh, Tucker Carlson probably got will stop. bigger applause than any of the candidates because Tucker Carlson was just in the zone except for one interview, and we're going to talk about that momentarily as well. With this, but you have repeatedly described delaying a child's natural progression from childhood to adulthood through adolescence. You described that as, quote, treatment. And so that raises the, I mean, clearly you've answered the question. You believe it's treatment. You believe, I suppose, that people can change their sex. Because if you don't believe that, you wouldn't call it treatment, would you? <laughs> well, Makes sense to me. The God created two genders, and that's what I have stated. And whenever you look at the decisions on that, no, I don't. I don't support that. I wouldn't make that decision in my family yes. about and changing genders. And I don't believe that taxpayers' funds should be used for transgender surgery or treatment through Medicaid or Medicare or in our military. Yes. I don't believe that that should happen uh, because uh, traditionally, whether it's the Hyde Amendment that you prohibit funding of abortion with taxpayers' dollars because it violates the religious commitment of many people, the same principle should apply here. So, Asa Hutchinson is the perfect candidate if you believe that transing kids is gooder than Christian nationalism. I'm just going to say that up front because, you know, let's just be a little bit provocative here. But, terrible answer by Asa Hutchinson. And he does, he's not logical here. He's not logical in the entirety of the discussion. And he just got owned by Tucker Carlson. Just he, Glenn Beck, you know, on the air called it a Hindenburg. Uh, and I don't think that's incorrect. I think that's a pretty f fitting analogy. So having do having the dubious inner, uh, honor going first, Tim Scott had a lot of style but not much else. He chose to stand and address the audience during the interview, a decision not emulated by the other candidates. He argued employing Christian or Judeo-Christian values, whatever those are, to argue that the United States should engage in a proxy war to degrade Russia's military. This did not go over well. While at the time people didn't think he did the worst, he clearly finished fourth, and that's fourth out of six candidates. And I would argue he did no favors for his campaign as Nikki Haley outperformed him and appeals to the same base of liberal Republicans. So the people that want an affirmative action candidate, they're looking for someone like a Nikki Haley or a Tim Scott because that's what they care about. So let's talk about Nikki Haley. And I, actually, one last thing about Tim Scott. He uh, did not come across as super intelligent, maybe a little bit sincere, but not super intelligent, a little bit Kamala Harrisy. Uh, that's just my thoughts on that. Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, on the other hand, was competent and directed the conversation with Tucker Carlson. That being said, she made no major errors. Sure, she, she advocated using telehealth to solve homelessness. Like, I'm serious. She did do that. But she... She did. She appeared competent and substantive, even though the conversation lacked the major issues. And no, neocon Tucker Carlson did not press her on Ukraine. 
she got off comparably easy compared to morning interviews. Perhaps Tucker had roasted two candidates and decided to show some mercy. Haley helped her campaign. Uh, and I, I, I think Haley might siphon some of Tim Scott's support as a result of her performance. But ultimately, nothing ventured, nothing gained. And this low-risk performance yielded little reward. And just as a follow-up on the low-risk, low, no-reward, is that Nikki Haley's interview is the least viewed. Out of all six interviews, hers has the least views. That's how uninteresting, uninspiring, but competent she was. Like, Mike Pence was a dumpster fire, so we got a lot of views. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. So, Vivek Ramaswamy. I've long held skepticism about Vivek Ramaswamy, who was not made to answer any tough questions about his history in Big Pharma. However, he did a great job communicating. He had the best answer on Ukraine, putting finer points on what a peace would look like. He talked about deploying military on the border. Uh, Asa Hutchins said, said he wouldn't do that, by the way. I believe Ron DeSantis joined Vivek in saying that they would militarize the border, uh, which is good, by the way. Very cesarean. The problem with Ramaswamy is that he's a Hindu invoking Christian religion and culture because of its association with America. While the association is not bad, it comes across as inauthentic. And another moment was when he uh, said that censorship led to uh, January 6th. He blamed censorship on that. Yet, at the time, he condemned Donald Trump also for his role in January 6th. So, a little bit of a convenient lie or omission. Authenticity is a major issue with Ramaswamy along with his lack of record. And Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis both have records of doing what Vivek Ramaswamy only talks about. So both those two candidates are better because they actually have a record of doing what Vivek talks about. Uh, I do have a clip to share. I think I might have two clips of Vivek that I want to share. Uh, I, I first want to play this one. Is that? But but the interesting answer is actually what I do tell him, Tucker, is that I did have privilege. I didn't grow up in money, but I had two parents in the house, a mother and a father, with a focus on education and a faith in God. And you know what? That is the ultimate privilege. That if I'm going to enjoy that, every kid in this country ought to enjoy it too. So, this is very common with Vivek Ramaswamy. He appeals to Chris, the vague sense of Judeo-Christian national, uh, not Christian national, Judeo-Christian values, which again is a meaningless statement because these are two separate religions with two separate God deities. And what I've heard is that he claims to be a monotheistic Hindu, which is a contradiction in and of itself, but 
even if that were true, or let's assume that that's true, which Hindu god is his mono? Is it Vishnu? Is it Brahmin? Is it Shiva? Which one is it? So it seems very illogical. It's inauthentic. Uh, he's trying to, you know, act as though Christians, Jews, and Hindus, at least his brand of Hindu, worship one god. And it's the same god. We just have different names for it. Uh, but the values are all the same. And it's like, no, they're not. It's just not authentic. And here's another clip that I want to play. can be confining. If we're willing to take the shackles off a little bit, relax a little bit on thinking, identity can be confining. Right? The left does this masterfully. You're black, therefore you can't achieve something. You're a woman, therefore you can't achieve something. Identity's confining. You can be imprisoned in the identities that you inherit. And I just want to be careful that we learn from the left or the learn, learn, including what not to do, to be confined and imprisoned by our own identity of what it means to be Republican. Let's just let that word go and instead ask the question of what it actually means to be an American today. That's the question of our time. And you ask people my age that question, you get like a deer in the headlights response. It's like, it's a blank stare initially. But on the other side of that is then an introspection to say, okay, there are certain ideals that we fought a revolution for in this country. Self-governance over aristocracy, sovereignty as a nation, free speech, meritocracy. That you get ahead in this country, not on the color of your skin, but on the content of your character and contributions. That's what it means to be an American. That's what we're running to. And honest to God, think, Tucker, I think that if we do this right, if we actually prioritize our vision, what we stand for, I think it's going to be a landslide election for a I'm not going to say Republican candidate, a pro-American candidate in this race. It's so I honestly don't like that clip. A lot of people would. It's being hailed by town hall as a very good clip. But what is America? We're not an idea. We're not even a commitment to an idea. We are a people and a place. That's what America is. And if you remember the founding fathers, a lot of people wanted to make George Washington a king. So, it, this, this is a very post-World War II mentality and framing of what America is. And it's very BoomerCon. It's just very good packaging, though. Very good communication, though. But it's, it, it's BoomerCon. And that's the other thing about Vivek. Uh, and again, I don't think he's authentic. And the thing about him is he wants to get off of the culture issues because he thinks that, you know, majority of, you know, only 80% of Americans are patriots. It's like, no, that's not true. That's not true whatsoever. So I got some issues with Vivek, but, and those would be it. Um, and I don't think he's authentic. So let's talk about Ron DeSantis. Um, one of the things, and this, one of the reasons why I think Ron DeSantis did the best is one, he could point to his record. I, you know, that speaks to me because I'm, I'm, like action. I don't like, you know, words are cheap, uh, but action speaks much louder, but you got to remember, this is an evangelical crowd. Uh, a lot of pastors in this crowd, a lot of activists in this crowd. And he got to talk about the life issue and Ron DeSantis did very well on the life issue politically. Uh, 
talked about how uh, supporting the pro-life cause cost him support and donors, and that he'd do it again. He, you know, championed the legislation that Kim Reynolds signed at the Family Leadership Summit. These things matter. Appearing strong on the life issue, which Vivek Ramaswamy is not strong on the life issue. Asa Hutchinson may be strong on the life issue, but eh, I mean, he's not strong on the transgenderism issue. Uh, I'm not sure which other candidate on the on this list would be as strong on the life issue as uh, Ron DeSantis, but being strong on the life issue is very significant in that crowd. So that, so Tucker Carlson did him a huge solid there. Uh, it's also a, it's not usually a good sign when Republicans talk about the environment, but Ron DeSantis did a great job on this question, not giving into global warming scam instead relating environmental issues to the actual environment. I know shocking, but he did do that. That's actually one of the best answers on an environmental question I've ever heard a Republican give, which Again, I wish that meant more, but it, it doesn't. Uh, but I think Ron DeSantis' answer would actually play very well with independents and maybe some soft Democrats as well. Uh, the biggest applause line, perhaps, of any candidate, I think Tucker Carlson got the biggest applause lines. That's why I qualify that as any candidate, was when uh, DeSantis said he would have fired Fauci. I do offer this criticism, though. DeSantis meandered on the question on Assange and Snowden, but ultimately his conversation was most tailored to the room, strong on life and strong against branch Covidianism. So Ron DeSantis's questions and answers were most tailored to that environment. And for that reason, I think he did the best. Uh, I got a couple clips to play of DeSantis. So 20. Had I been president 2020, Anthony Fauci would have been fired. And you've got to be willing to do it. So that's the closest I think that Trump ever got, uh, that any candidate ever came to attacking Trump. And I didn't really have a good clip on the pro-life thing because everything's just too long. But I believe I summarize it adequately. So let's just do some final thoughts. All but three Republicans seem to have the same policy as Biden on Ukraine. In 2016, 70% of the electorate, the Republican electorate, voted for a candidate that did not want the U.S. to involve itself in Syria, the proxy war with Russia at the time. So history is repeating itself here. Somehow, the establishment candidates missed this memo on where the Republican Party is currently at. Trump was not directly attacked. His presence was not also overly missed at the event. This is still being regarded as the biggest family leadership summit yet. And Blaze TV is receiving acclaim for their coverage. One can only imagine that Trump would have performed well in an interview with Tucker Carlson. I expect DeSantis, Ramaswamy, and perhaps Haley to see a bump in the polls in Iowa following this event. So... Those are my concluding thoughts. Uh, don't forget to check out evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join. Linked in the description below. Have a blessed day. We will catch you on the next one.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.